You are listening to Forging Employee Experience. I'm Alexander Noren, joined here with the greatest co-host on the planet, Josh Green. Josh Green with the jackpot. And we are here to discuss the wonderful conversation that we had with Howard Ross. This man is a genius. Yeah, you you know how to say it. in the, the first reflection of the podcast, listeners, you have please go listen to it. Um, I feel like I got just an avalanche of just knowledge and information. And it's like he's the, he's the guru sitting on the mountain, and we're climbing the mountain, and we got hit with an avalanche of <laughs> teach, teach us good please. stuff. Yeah. I brought my little pail, but he gave me enough to fill up a whole barrel. Um, awesome. What did you think? First Man, thoughts. I, I loved it, right? And I, I knew what we were getting into when we started talking to him because we've interviewed him in the past. And sure. it was just, yeah. just so good. I love how he can take very complex ideas and break them down into simple, systematic ways of understanding. Uh, did he... That, that first part of the podcast, though, it was kind of grim to me. I think there was a moment when he said, like, we are moments away from a cold civil war. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, are we? Oh, my God. Do I have to pick sides? What? Like, oh, gosh, what's, what's happening here? I'm not saying that, that that is out of the range of possibilities, but I just, it makes me wonder where his headspace is, you know, as he yeah. so deeply about certain things. I just made me think. And and the thing is, I I, I agree. I agree with him that um, I I love that he's taking this holistic approach to belongingness and the, you know, as as we talked in the context of this podcast, the employee experience, this idea that there are so many external factors that are very real. You know, I mean, if, if, if you focus on, if you, if you ignore the negative things that are happening in, uh, in our social environment, then you are ignoring a critical part of an employee's experience, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I love that, how he, he called it a culture-based systemic approach. Mm-hmm. When, when we asked him for some help on how do we design <laughs> a better culture, he said, a systemic approach. And then I asked for a dictionary, and he said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, th- yeah. that idea, like, okay, breaking it down, right? Culture-based, meaning, Culture is the foundation, right? Yep. And we are not just letting culture take care of itself. We are approaching it in a systemic way, saying that there are certain things that we can do to develop a culture. Which, in our previous interview with him, he talked a lot about getting a purpose, a foundation of yeah. your your ideals and your values, locking that mission statement because that will drive the culture. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then I <laughs> like. I was just blown away at the end. And we said, hey, what's one uh, quick piece of parting knowledge? And he goes, well, let me give you nine actionable things you can do. And I said, right. And I, I was just trying to pull notes from them, right? Because when you say nine, it's like, I don't even have time for one. You know, yeah. You know? and, uh, we're going to spend the next few years at our company trying to fix one of these things. But uh, no, I mean, just there's just so much work to be done. And, and, and there was so much. Um... I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you, man. I mean, there's just so many things. So, so this other idea that that I couldn't stop but thinking, like, you know, when he was talking about belonging, I think a lot of times he was mentioning, like, in the workforce, it was the whole dance floor idea, right? You know, it's it's not just bringing people to the dance. It's not just trying to engage them in the dance. It's right. let them choose the music. Right. You don't have to have a DJ making the rules or the boss. Right. You let the people 
make choices around culture. Which is interesting. If we if we hyper analyze the metaphor, and I don't know that it was meant to be this this deep. Let's but, do it, man. But, Pull out the disco. But ball. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what's interesting, right, is if we think about it, so so why are folks why did folks not show up to the dance? You invite someone to the dance, they but what if you invite them and they don't show up? All right. Well, what if you get there and you try to get them to dance, but they just don't want to? And it's like both of those elements can in probably many instances be resolved by the fact that a lot of folks aren't letting them choose the music. I myself do not like dancing. Not a big dancing guy. You're just, so good at it. I, I, true, I am. But <laughs> uh, I just, I don't particularly enjoy it unless it's the right music, you know? Mm. And so I'm not going to go to a party unless I know that there's going to be that, that, that's, that there's going to be something there that I like. And, and if I know that I'm not going to have any control of the music, it's going to be this type of music or, or that genre of music, I'm just not going to go. And so when we think about organizations, it's like, okay, so if you're not allowing people to choose the music at your dance party, not only are folks who are at the party wanting to, that are actively dancing um, lacking a little bit, mm. but there's a whole subset that, that just didn't even show up and are sitting on the sides drinking Kool-Aid because they just don't feel like they're even involved at all. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And, and I think, you know, we, we obviously got to put some boundaries on the music setting because, yeah. you know, there are yeah. certain songs yeah. that shouldn't be played. In the workplace? <laughs> appropriate songs that we shouldn't right. play or, you know, the other end of the spectrum. You know, we're listening to music that's way outside of the genre of what people are enjoying at the dance party. Sure. Playing some Door of the Explorer or something, it's not going to go over very well. <laughs> um, that's it. I, I think that that concept is so fantastic, listeners, is that it, it's not just about, hey, let's create an employee experience and so here's all the things we're going to do. It's, hey, let's implement a continuous listening strategy that lets us gather information from our employees themselves and let them tell us what they want to experience and then give them that. Isn't that what we're doing for our customers? Yeah. Why, why are we doing that for our employees? Right. That's right. Because if you're not listening to your customers, right, then, then you don't have a prayer of, of being successful. Um, and why wouldn't we do that for our employees who are, who are the, first, the first interaction with the customers? That's exactly right. So listeners, are you tracking employee engagement? Would you like to track engagement yes. in the easiest and most efficient way possible? Yes. Fortune.com is a great place to learn more about how to track employee engagement. Mm, I'm interested. I'm hooked. Okay, but in all honesty, <laughs> I, I, I love the idea of what you said. Like, what is the bottom line? Traditionally, it's been all about the Money. dollar sign. Yeah. yeah. In the future of work, it is not just about the the numbers it is about the people behind the numbers yeah if we can give them an experience they will do better work and thus our financial situation will improve yeah absolutely you know it's interesting um last the last little metaphor here before we wrap up this reforge episode uh, a, a long time ago uh in the world of fitness um they used to think that if you wanted to be a better if you wanted to do a better job running the mile right uh, as a as a as a as a competition, if you want to get a faster mile time, then you should just run the mile over and over and over and over and over again and try to get for your better time. That that you can get you can get pretty good at running a mile doing that. But we've since learned in, in, in decades of of fitness uh, evolvement, advancement, or whatever that actually, if you want to want to run or want to run want to run a faster one mile, then you should go run five miles, and you should do some sprints, and you should lift a little bit. 
there's there's this whole there's so many other things that go into getting a better mile time than just running the mile and that's how it is with organizations yeah organizations need to make money they have to but if all you're focused on is money 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 and that's the driver behind everything then your success is going to be limited but if you realize that if we realize that hey there's this employee experience piece there's this customer experience all these different pieces that that indirectly help us improve that bottom line then we're really in the, in the zone for for a lot of success mm, great analogies man wow You're almost prophetic <laughs> uh, love it thank you listeners for tuning in stay tuned for more great stuff as we continue to provide content for you take care